podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. Hear that? That's the sound of the 2023 Chevy Silverado's 2.7 liter high output turbo engine, delivering 430 pounds per foot of torque with no compromise durability. Impressive power. Whether you're helping friends move or just moving some friends. Thanks. This is the sound of a family with plenty of rear seat room to enjoy the ride. And most importantly, this is the sound of you heading to your local Chevy dealer today for a test drive. Find your Silverado and find new roads. Chevrolet. Well, here we go again. Chelsea, the chaos club continues to be chaotic. Graham Potter sacked as Chelsea head coach. This is pretty much my instant reaction to it. I was in the car on the way home when I saw the tweet come through. So yeah, if if there isn't going to be on a video on the channel, but if you want to hear my reaction to the Aston Villa game, it's on the podcast feed now. I was going to upload it onto the YouTube channel. So you won't get it in video form. But if you want to hear my thoughts on the Aston Villa game, a lot of it was about why I felt that this could be the end for Graham Potter. And that's exactly how it has turned out. Let's go through the statement. Chelsea have announced that Graham Potter has departed the club. Graham has agreed to collaborate with the club to facilitate a smooth transition. In his time with the club, Graham has taken us to the quarterfinal of the Champions League, where we will face Real Madrid. Chelsea would like to thank Graham for all of his efforts and contribution and wish him well for the future. Bruno uh, Salto, who of course he brought uh, from Brighton, will take charge of the team as interim head coach. And here's the key thing. Uh, Co-controlling owners Todd Bowley and Beidadig Bali have said in the statement, on behalf of everyone at the club, we want to thank Graham sincerely for his contributions to Chelsea. We have the highest degree of respect for Graham as a coach and as a person. He has always conducted himself with professionalism and integrity, and we are disappointed in this outcome. And along with our incredible fans, we will all be getting behind Bruno and the team as we focus on the rest of this season. We have 10 Premier League games remaining in the Champions League quarterfinal ahead. We will put every effort and commitment into every one of those games so we can end the season on a high. Astonishing it really is, but you know, given given where we are, given my feelings after last night, I kind of feel like this is kind of the the way it has to be. And you know, I, I, I put out a thread on Twitter earlier that I'll kind of reiterate here regarding my feelings on Graham Potter. I don't think he failed at Chelsea because he was a nice guy. I don't think he failed at Chelsea because he didn't say lovely catchphrases um, in press conferences. I I think that that is an easy way to look at this. But I feel that there is is an undeniable factor here. And it was the big question I wrote about and spoke about on this channel when he was appointed back in September. And it was always going to be the make or break thing was how do you how does a coach who has worked at one level of expectation move to a different level of expectation of culture there are a lot of factors unique factors within that you know a ridiculously large squad at times he hasn't been very fortunate of injuries i don't think those are just excuses they he did suffer with some bad injury problems and there are things at this club that have been broken before him and won't just be resolved by a change in head coach but it's undeniable when you look at the lack of joy watching Chelsea, the lack of cohesion within the team, the the Dow results we have seen, the the drop from Champions League, you know, sort of um, qualifying, you know, in, in any sense, you know, sort of challenging for that this season 
to kind of sixth, seventh, now to bottom half of the table. And I think that they have looked at apathy from the fans that has started to grow, that has been growing for many months. And you saw it yesterday at 2-0 down. You know, this is something that I think maybe they've come to the realisation that how how is this going to improve? Can Graham Potter actually turn this around? And to be fair, I think the club had given him opportunity to do that. And I know maybe from the outside some people could say, well, they didn't give him a full season, didn't give him a full preseason, but they did give him enough time, I think, to work with a a, a more fit squad, squad with, with big players and to see some improvement, but we haven't. And I think last night's result took us backwards and it really is concerning to think that Graham Potter maybe as an individual has been overwhelmed by this challenge, has been overwhelmed by this situation and the expectation level on him. You know, I will say this for Graham Potter, you know, I and I don't do this for players. I won't do this for him as a as a head coach. I, you know, I have no ill will towards him as a person. I think that there are there are many things this season I think many people would have struggled with. I really do. And that what that's what makes the next stage of Chelsea under this new ownership who have a lot of questions to answer in terms of sacking Thomas Tuckle back in September, because that decision now looks firmly the wrong one based on how Graham Potter has turned out but then also where do they go next because the profile of the next head coach I think is going to be really informative to whether they personally feel that kind of their approach to the club is going to stay consistent are they looking for someone in the same mold maybe with more top class experience at an elite club with that expectation level or are they going to kind of revert to Chelsea type and look for instant results over that I think that is a that is a big question probably that's being had and, and debate that's being had internally at Chelsea at the moment. But I think for him, you know, some of the things I did speak about in my Aston Villa review where you're making some bizarre selection choices where you're starting to put Reese James at right centre-back. Playing Reese James at right centre-back isn't why Graham Potter has been sacked, but certain things like that maybe told the tale of a coach that was running out of solutions and didn't know how to resolve the situation. And I feel that, you know, it, it was such a unique thing in, in English football to take a coach like Graham Potter from a club like Brighton into Chelsea, a Chelsea that isn't exactly flying, hasn't exactly been stable, hasn't been winning Premier League titles. It's not like taking someone into a club that has very recently been dominating, but a club that has a lot of expectation and has been going through a very difficult transition from one ownership to the next. And I think there is a whirlwind at Chelsea and you probably needed a stronger character to deal with that. That is my conclusion. But I will say that you know, I don't, you know, I, I think there is a lot of revisionism that has gone on reg regarding Graham Potter's career. I have a lot of confidence that Graham Potter will find a job and quickly reassert that he is a very capable coach and that he can do good things with a group of players and, and extract the best out of them. I really do believe that. And I feel that you know, I think it's been disheartening to see the way Chelsea fans in particular have gone back and tried to rewrite Graham Potter's career. You know, you have to think this is how crazy football is. And this was the risk Graham Potter took from going from a very stable position into an unstable one at Chelsea, despite kind of the allure of what could be achieved with bigger resources and, you know, a bigger platform is, you know, he was a highly regarded coach. And, and I think that people have quite clearly, you know, at times forgotten that. And forgotten the kind of discourse around uh, Graham Potter. You know, I think that there were a lot of people talking about him potentially for the England job. They were talking about potentially will he get a big job, and he did, and, and at Chelsea. And 
you know, I, I think that for, for Graham Potter and there is maybe a, a ruthlessness at Chelsea that I don't think is always healthy in terms of how we view head coaches, how we demand them to kind of perform in a certain way. I don't always think that's the most relevant, but I think him as an individual maybe wasn't prepared for that. And I, I don't think this will be the end of him as a head coach. As I say, I think he will rediscover I think what made him a very good and effective head coach but there is that massive intangible thing of you do things at a certain level in a certain environment that suits you and your uh, ability and kind of what's expected of you and you are taken into a whole different environment where there are different questions being asked and when you go five six seven eight nine games barely winning it's not acceptable and I think that it was so clear once we got to Southampton and also to Spurs we were kind of reaching the end game, but he managed to get something out of the team and won a, a big game against Dortmund, which was a, a special night, I think, this season. That can't be taken away. But, you know, for Graham Potter, for, for what he got wrong, for not managing the team well enough to not extract enough results, um, maybe at times, in my opinion, I look back to that first 10 games where I think he was doing a lot more positive things with the team and was maybe trying to implement his ideas. I still feel that... Maybe he got scared off by a lot of, you know, I, I think that that Brighton result, ironically, I think he's going to be a defining one when we look back at Graham Potter's time now, is I think that it scared him out of doing certain things. And I think maybe he re reverted and retreated into his shell a little bit. And even though in recent weeks with some of those new signings, he, he maybe had started to get something out of them. It, it really has gone wrong drastically. And it, it's been a difficult time for him as a head coach. But Graham Potter, you know, he said in an interview months before getting a Chelsea job, you know, it's not, he knows this more than anyone else. And he said this publicly in a really good Michael Calvin interview. He said, it's not about whether I'm a nice guy or not. If they sack me, they will sack me. I can't do anything about that. So this is, I, I don't think Graham Potter's going to be, you know, waking up in the morning or, or taking this news and, and being like, I never saw this coming. I think he probably, he's a smart enough guy. He's an intelligent enough guy to know the writing has been on the wall. And I think there always comes a point with the health of a club, with the way the club feels for its supporters and the way Stamford Bridge feels, um, that's important. That is important for all of us. You know, when you're walking inside Stamford Bridge and it feels miserable and there's apathy towards what's going on, that's not healthy for an ownership that is not even into its first year yet. I think the big question is, how did they get it so wrong? Was there more that could have been done with Thomas Tuchel to make that relationship work? That can't be rectified right now. But I think the big question particularly with the new football structure that is now in place with the likes of Christopher Vival, who I'm sure took, was influential in this decision. A lot of people in this club were influential. It's not just one guy now. Uh, I think we can talk about Todd Bowley all we want, but there are a lot of voices involved in this process. And I think my big thing is, who do you go for next? Because I like a Julian Nagelsmann, but as people pointed out, there are things tactically about him that aren't radically dissimilar to the two previous coaches we've had um and maybe there's some pitfalls there and also how how long will that last for you know could that be another Thomas Tuchel job where you see a, a brief upturn a very much a Chelsea kind of approach to things where we have a brief spell of of good form and then it all goes wrong for Nagelsmann do you look at other coaches? What is the risk in appointing someone who has done a very good job, in my opinion, in the Premier League with a rival, with a bitter rival, but hasn't won any major titles? You bring in coaches like that. We see the discourse that happens around coaches like that at Chelsea if results don't instantly turn. I think that's the fascinating dilemma they face now because it's very easy, 
I think for them to to go into what would be kind of common consensus and you bring in a big name coach but there are pitfalls and the collateral damage to that as we have seen at Chelsea in recent years so I think this is a really really big call now because it hasn't worked they've put so much faith into Graham Potter um, but there comes a point when listen I, I said this in January it's never a case you, I like long-term thinking I think the the merry-go-round of coaches is wrong I think when you just continually you know I think it becomes a parody at times um, and I think that a lot of the problems Chelsea have faced in the last half decade, this does, Graham Potter doesn't change this. I still think a lot of the problems Chelsea have right now are because we, the short-term thinking, not only in terms of the dugout, but also in terms of signings and selling players that we probably shouldn't have that could have contributed more in the long term. But clashing against what is kind of the the expectation of us as, as Chelsea fans it is a massive thing. And I think to be a character in that position to kind of face that I think you need to have something more about you and that's the truth I think you need to have something that is going to get people on side and unfortunately I don't think Graham Potter was insulting to supporters I don't think it was I know some people's sort of opinions on, on Sarri was that he was dismissive at times as supporters I don't get that sense of Graham Potter I really don't see that I think he was a guy that you know isn't the most engaging in press conferences doesn't turn up to press conferences to be a showman and to be honest there's a lot about that I respect that he isn't going to buck his principles to try and be something he's not but that doesn't that in the end didn't mean he was the right coach for Chelsea he probably will be the right coach for someone else he was the right coach for Brighton he was the right coach for Swansea he was the right coach for Ostersons um but yeah, I, I'm fascinated to see where this goes next. Let me know your thoughts uh, on this seismic night for Chelsea Football Club. Um, listen, we've been here before. We will be here again. And I, I think at this point, you know, you, 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 I think we've reached a point of realisation with Graham Potter more than any other coach in recent years, actually, as a fan. I think, you know, once we hit the Southampton game, you, you weren't really going to be shocked if the news came through on, on the Monday morning. The fact that it's taken as long as it has for this to inevitably reach the end you know, kind of says something about the patience he was given and um, wish Graham Potter the best. I hope the person they bring in, if it is, if they do wait to the summer now to appoint the next guy, I do hope they they give a long, hard thing. There's no guarantees in football like there aren't in transfers, but I think that the character and the experience of that character inside an elite culture or a, or a club that is expected to win big titles, I think is key. I think you have to have someone who either has a strength of character like a, a, a uncovering a Jose who can step into these shoes and fill them instantly because he just is that weight of personality or you have someone that knows and has recent experience of dealing in that environment. I think that is key. I think that has to be top of the list. But we don't know where Chelsea go because this is new ownership. So those are my thoughts. Let me know yours in the comments below and I will see you again very soon. All the best. Podcast Network.